0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. Hope you're well and that you enjoy it. Hello, thanks for joining in uh, with today's live chat, following the DEM debates for some, and regarding the political situation in the US, which pertains very closely to the continuation of life on Earth and is it possible if we keep electing leaders who have no concern for a livable environment and a future for those of us who want to exist for more than 10 years? So those of us who are not completely overtaken with short-term gratification goals. So that's what we can call the Republican Party at this point. They're the party of short-term gratification who are responding to very justifiable ecological anxiety by acting as if they need to just quickly accumulate as much power and wealth as they can, uh, as if to buy their children a place in a bubble. And don't think that bubble's forthcoming, but either way, we should be making use of the fact that there's more of us who don't even believe that we could buy our children a place in a bubble. And we legitimately want, in a long-term gratification kind of way, to have a planet that maintains conditions that are congruent with human existence. Temperature increases. Hello, I can see some of my friends are here as well. Hi, Brian. Hi, Paul. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, yes, thanks to any replay viewers as well. So what have we got? I see a lot of environmentalists, on Twitter, who say, Well, Bernie has the best plan. Some of you might have heard some of my objections to Bernie Sanders before. I think the Kremlin has made use of him in the way that they make use of a lot of potentially divisive themes in American society. So the fact that there's conflict between people who understand the racist history of America and the racist element continuing in America's present. And people who reject the idea that racism is a significant factor. Um, Either they reject it in a historical way or they reject it as featuring currently. Uh, So the Kremlin could exploit that and was able to uh, promote Black Lives Matter rallies to uh, alarm people in white communities that were more fearful of that type of thing. They were afraid that uh, the, the evils of slavery would be reversed and white Christian folk might be um, damaged by reprisals if, if the Black Lives Matter movement gained momentum. From their perspective, there's no injustices to be remedied. There's just people who are hostile to uh, to the interests of white people, which from my perspective and most sane people's perspective is not a sound judgment. But here we are to deny that racism and sexism are all factors that still have significant play and significant uh, influence on American politics would be to ostrich-like bury one's head in the sand. So I have some concerns about residual sexism in America because I don't have electoral college amnesia and I recognise that, historically speaking, whenever there is a greater than usual uh, philosophical gap between people who live in urban areas and people who live in more rural areas, that the results of the popular vote for presidential elections are overturned in favour of the electoral college system, which gives greater influence and weight to people who live, to voters who live in American states, battleground states that are... uh, more likely to be populated by people who have issues with racism and sexism uh, and find it difficult to vote for a female candidate. Not that that's the only factor at play, but that helps people, uh, that helps enough voters have their finger on the button and those fingers are, are not motivated by the desire to see a woman in power. They're repelled by the idea of a woman in power. And I know one doesn't give way to one doesn't pay hostage takers, but one must also retain a degree of pragmatism about this uh, dysfunctional element of America's democracy that is baked into your constitutional system that was originated as a an inducement to bring uh, wealthy slave owners, agricultural landholders on board with the constitution, that they would be able to have this additional influence that even if urban areas were more populous, that the electoral college would still even out some of that uh, population disparity between urban and rural areas by giving greater weight to the votes of people from states that had a higher rural uh, component. So does that make sense to people? I hope it does. Uh, So how's the Dem debate going? Who's watching it? Uh, I hear Elizabeth Warren has been taking Mike Bloomberg to task. I appreciate Mike Bloomberg's uh, investment in ads that help deride Donald Trump. But of course, I don't embrace Mike Bloomberg as a candidate because of his history of racist and sexist positions. The racist positions are the most damaging in that he's been able to negatively impact the lives of thousands and upon thousands of black and Latino uh, young men uh, whom he determined should be the primary target of police stop and frisk operations. And he only recently apologised for it. As Elizabeth Warren said, he needs to do more than apologise for the outcome. He needs to apologise for what he did, which was decide to target uh, men of colour, young men of colour, to decide that um, it was a worthwhile approach to to take that approach to solving crime, to say there is no innocence anymore if you are a person of colour. It's not okay to do that. Uh, and to go out into the world and have to deal with that demoralising knowledge that you might be thrown against the wall and frisked because of the colour of your skin, because of your uh, involuntary affiliation with a group of people uh, who have been stigmatised as being responsible for crime. People who are racist will still argue that... uh, disproportionate representation amongst crime statistics means that's a fair and valid approach to take. It's not. Uh, People of colour are disproportionately represented amongst uh, in in statistics of poverty because America's history of institutionalised racism has meant denying people of colour the um, economic agency to acquire property um, by redlining districts, by making people who lived in predominantly black neighbourhoods unable to qualify for, for loans, unable to, to get a mortgage and to buy a house, pay off the loan and build intergenerational wealth in that way, that's, that's one key reason. Another key reason is that the building of highways that bypassed communities of colour, that went right over the top of them so that these red line districts already... Uh, suffering from systemic disadvantage had people who were unable to just hop on the freeway and travel to places were instead receiving um, air pollutants such as lead from all the cars on the highway but without the ability to even access the transport. So when lead was compulsorily legislatively removed from fuels uh, 15 years later there was a significant drop in crime but all the statistics show that Yep, uh, stop and frisk did not did not reduce crime. There is no correlation between increasing stop and frisk and falling crime rates. Didn't happen. I can bring up an article actually that might be one um, way of just sharing some actual backing for those statistics. But what I might do first is just play a little bit of this Elizabeth Warren. Oops. Well, that was a great video. I can really see people's devotion to, um, to Elizabeth Warren and it helps me to be sympathetic because otherwise I, I struggle to say who has forgotten the electoral college and who has forgotten the impact that uh, sexism has. And you don't want sexism to have an effect, but it does. And when the US is under such threat, and the rule of law is crumbling so fast uh, with accelerating damage to American institutions, just because you look around and things don't seem that different for you personally prior to Trump's inauguration, is no reason to put aside your intellectual understanding of, of what is happening, the, the breaking of American norms, the American standards, the American laws. I mean, Trump is breaking laws. And it's difficult to oust fascists. We have to bring a significant understanding to the table that people who support Trump and people who lean towards supporting Trump are buying into a propaganda machine that is well-oiled, that is functioning um, well. Somebody wrote that it's Trump's greatest attribute, that he's stupid. Um, Otherwise, people might wise up more quickly to how damaging and destructive he is. People will say things like, oh, well, yes, what follows Trump might be worse. No, you can't get worse than the potential, the destructive potential of an affable, idiotic, Uh, con man with no principles because people will still smile and relate to the idiocy and they place more trust in him because of their uh, antipathy towards the elite, towards the educated, towards the system of meritocracy itself. So it is definitely a strength of Trump's that he is an idiot, that he misspells, that he doesn't recollect historical details properly, that he misattributes American states I've stopped arguing with people now of wake up notice that his misspellings are on purpose to just saying notice that how much he benefits from that notice how much people without a college degree who are demographically larger than people with a college degree how how that how attractive that is to white people with no college degree black people with no college degree Don't say, wow, how great it is that an idiot who's white can be in power. They say, wow, that's really freaking unfair that our intelligent, educated black president was so disparaged by the right and had his actions so criticised, had people forget that the American political system has multi-branches and that a president cannot himself accomplish everything. Obama was criticised by the right and blocked and stymied and criticised by the left. So... It's not fair and it's very easy for people of colour to perceive that it's not fair that an idiot and business failure such as Trump is awarded so much trust by American people. But white people who are voting as many people vote for someone who they feel will protect their demographic group. They're voting in a way that says my interests are under threat and I want somebody to defend them. Who are these white people who believe that their interests are under threat? Many white people, many Fox viewers, uh, have been conditioned to believe that um, the left is changing things. So there's a psychological phenomenon known as, uh, who moved my cheese? And there was a popular self-help book book published with that title when I was in my teens. So a lot of uh, political pushback is by people who are made uneasy by change. And the left deals with what I'm going to call ecological anxiety by often wallowing in shame about privilege. It's not always the most um, functional response, but at the same time, it's helped young people be, you know, a bit more thoughtful and understanding. But when things change, even if they're changing along a continuum of becoming nicer and more thoughtful and considerate, um, people who were not brought up like that sense the change, sense the changing arguments, and they're unsettled by that, and they're unsettled by the implicit um, argument that they themselves are inadequate, that their morals are inadequate, that they themselves are unkind and not thoughtful. So they're critical of it. So all of the emotional things that are changing are resisted, and Trump support is a function of that resistance. a resistance to acceptance of multiculturalism and a resistance to increasing acceptance of the capability and prowess of potential prowess of women. I'd like to label myself as a fourth wave feminist at this point to say I think feminism uh, needs to pay attention to the fact that we're opposing might is right, but that some people get the impression we're saying weakness is. Uh, victimhood and quintessentially innocence because we need to say we also are grateful for the rule of law even as we highlight how the rule of law can be distorted sometimes against women in previous eras where people automatically disbelieved women and women did not have the social support the cultural support to step up and make allegations against powerful men They wouldn't be listened to, they wouldn't be believed. Powerful men such as Weinstein, we now know, were very capable of hiring detectives to dig up information that would be used to frame the public's understanding of the situation in a negative way towards the victim, towards the woman. But at the same time, as we see in the case of Johnny Depp, uh, women of, of little conscience Uh, will sometimes feel empowered to take advantage of that assumption of innocence, that somebody being smaller and physically less strong means we'll assume they weren't the ones being a domestic abuser in a situation with conflicting stories. So from all the evidence that's come out about the conflict between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, it seems much more and more evident now that she taunted him with the fact that people would be unlikely to believe that he was the victim. She taunted Johnny Depp with the idea that, with the fact that she had to chase him or felt she had to chase him into elevators onto an airplane to, to bring him back when he was fleeing an argument that she was escalating into a physical conflict. Yes, I, yes. Well, can we get rid of Fidel? Um, Cause I don't uh, support trolls and People of Latino background might be tempted to support Trump. Many are not, not a majority, but some are because of his commitment to uh, validating the worldview of people who disregard women's bodily autonomy or need to have a degree of control over whether or not they'll proceed with a pregnancy. Uh, Catholic background and religious backgrounds can make people sometimes prioritize uh, promoting their point of view and changing the status quo of uh, American acquiescence in a legal sense to, to women's rights. So yes, black women are the group of people who are least likely to support President Trump. I think it's at 4%. Uh, but yes, uh, Latino people, people of Latino background still on the, on the whole do not support Trump. <laughs> my my bernie My Bernie visitors are asking me about Bloomberg, and yes i 'm very anti Bloomberg in that he is racist and sexist, and his candidacy itself is a big boost to Bernie Sanders because it polarizes the debate continuum of well, who do you want a person who, with historical ties to communism who 's professed support for um, communist Russia and ignored. Even as recently as 1981, ignored the evidence that communist Russia was very oppressive to its citizens? Or do you recoil from that and instead go for the oligarch who is doing his best to buy uh, the election? I hope people watch the debate and see that Bloomberg is not a natural leader, his rhetoric is not inspiring, and he is culpable of causing pain to thousands upon thousands of uh, young men of colour. So yes, Bloomberg is a joke, but he has um, done a service to Democrats in terms of undermining Trump through very widespread expenditure of advertising dollars, so exposing people to campaigns that undermine Trump. But that doesn't mean he should be rewarded with that uh, by being taken seriously as a candidate. He's he's not a serious candidate unless he succeeds in in buying the election, in which case he will be a successful candidate he will be a serious candidate, and he's definitely on that trajectory. I don't like it, I don't have to like it, and lots of Americans don't like that either. But, as I say, it probably helps Bernie by helping swing opinions, recoiling away from Bloomberg towards Sanders. Bloomberg isn't running to beat Trump, he's running to beat Bernie. All of Bloomberg adds, and he's expended a significant number of millions of dollars have been to attack Trump. So I know Bernie people will frame it all as a culture clash in which the world is against Bernie and the establishment and the Democratic Party are all part of these evils that are coming from Bernie and his flaming sword of righteousness. Look communists, we're not interested in your revolution. America needs to move towards the socialist end of the continuum to a greater degree because it's moved too far towards the underregulated capitalism, vulture predatory corporate welfare end of the continuum, which, is very, um, which has eroded the middle class, oppressed people, put very harsh conditions on people of less means or people emmeshed in poverty. Uh, but the answer is not to to bring up a socialist and say, we found our leader and you're all against him. People love that. And it's so interesting because it's, it's a very appealing way to approach the world. It's black and white and my candidate is the is the knight in shining armour, but America is still a branch with, sorry, a system of government with various co-equal branches and Bernie's candidacy, if he's successful in the primaries, will make all of the... Um, Swing district Democrats who won in the midterms in 2018 lose their seat. He will have a very destructive effect on Senate races, House races, etc. And Democrats will be wiped from their ability to exercise power uh, at the level of Congress. So, can we, can we block or mute? <laughs> can we block or mute, Bernie? People, I don't, I don't wish to argue about it. It's good that the Julian Assange situation is getting more attention. Thanks, Oral Carter, for at least um, helping me change topic away from from these, point, these people. Um, I'm going to call them communists now because it's undeniable that Bernie Sanders has said lots of things in favour of communist systems uh, and that that would be given significant airplay were Bernie Sanders to become the lead candidate, which is why all the Republicans are not only actively salivating over... Bernie's the prospect of Bernie becoming the Dem candidate they are fostering the type of division that the Kremlin backs as well telling them over and over again oh yes Bernie's gonna the DNC are trying to steal the nomination from Bernie you know get stuck in your under threat siege mentality to fire you up and vote for Bernie and then also punish the Democrats if your beloved messiah does not succeed so Yep, you can work with the Kremlin if you want, but I'm not interested in doing that. I'm happy to talk about the Julian Assange situation because a lot of left-wing people are gaslit by Julian Assange as well. They should realise that not only did he expose American military crimes, he went on to cooperate with Russia uh, to damage the United States. And presumably Julian Assange reconciled himself with that by thinking about all of the US military crimes he'd exposed, that America's not always the good guy, that they do bad things and that civilians uh, have been targeted and and killed and tortured on their watch. So, yes, easy to be Julian Sanders and go, I'm going to work with Russia, why not? Uh, but people in swing states, and I don't have electoral college amnesia, I remember battleground states and the fact that they are of, extra significance in American political federal elections uh, to an increasing degree when there's a rural-urban divide in outlook, in mentality, and in political philosophy. So, yes, the Electoral College is very significant for the 2020 election, and um, Julian Assange helped Trump win the Electoral College in the 2016 election by damaging Hillary Clinton with white no-college white non-college educated voters so yes who's got any good ideas for new names i'm feeling a bit bored of the davcat 43 brand and i want to or at least i want to have a a title to go with it so i'm trialing different names but i still also want to start an environmental an environmental movement called eat less plastic because it's brings people back to that central point of acknowledging that there is harm happening at, at the moment, not to get discouraged, but to just try and work with that resolve, to eat less plastic, with the greater implications being burn less fossil fuel, use less fossil fuels to make the things that we need, and um, have less millions of people uh, suffer and die as the climate change uh, trajectory exponentially ramps up in the um, years, the proximate years to come. So there's likely to be massive disruptions to global uh, food supplies, food chains, agricultural systems, etc. We so need political leaders who aren't climate change deniers, who aren't science deniers. And the interesting thing is more Americans are becoming concerned about climate change. So let's see if I can bring this up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't got there yet, but one thing I can bring up is some evidentiary-based stuff about um Gonna have to change. Gonna have to change which screen I share. Let's do this. Okay. I will not subscribe. So, no relationship between stop and frisk and crime is apparent. New York is safer than it was 5, 10, or 25 years ago just so that we cement our understanding of how uh, stop and frisk was unconstitutionally targeting communities of color, and eventually a judge found it was unconstitutional. I think Bill um, Bloomberg increased it by over 600%. The biggest fall in crime occurred precisely when the number of stops also fell by a large amount in 2013. So we're lucky that um, American legislation uh, allowed for lead to be removed from from gas. No, stop and frisk was not a very effective tool. The greatest fall in crime, if you've just heard, uh, occurred in 2013 when um, Stop and Frisk fell. <laughs> oh, yes. Ritz Crackers is probably not for taking guns because Ritz Crackers has a racist worldview that makes him support Stop and Frisk because it was disproportionately used against people of colour and then he would like to have guns, he would just be against gun ownership for people of colour. He may or may not be able to admit to that, but uh, that tends to be the point of view of people with the type of worldview that is sustained by a feeling of superiority in their own minds against people who occur lower down than they are on a constructed racial hierarchy of virtue, that they think of themselves as superior Uh, and they think of that more strongly and they enjoy that position more because they think people of colour are inferior. Oh, he can't admit to anything currently because he got muted or blocked. (laughs) Thanks, Brian. Much appreciated. All right, let's see what else we can look at. Oh, um, Joseph Maguire, who really revealed himself to be under Trump's thumb, when being queried about the whistleblower and why he had failed to bring the whistleblower's complaint to Congress. And he was saying he didn't think it was appropriate. Um, and his, his answers were very prevaricating and evasive. But to me, the message came out loud and clear that acting director of intelligence, Joseph Maguire, was um, corrupted by Trump. But in any case, he has to give up his temporary role on the fascist merry-go-round circus that is Trump employment. Um, Mr Grinnell is currently going to be ambassador, or he's currently ambassador to Germany, US ambassador to Germany. But he's also going to keep that ambassadorship status concurrent with his new role as acting director of national intelligence. Everyone has to be acting because Trump's worked out a way to circumvent the, the constitutionally mandated Senate confirmation process. So I understand that people might be tired of noticing that Trump's breaking the law, but Trump is breaking and undermining the law. Ah, now here I have a quote from Brianna Joy Gray, who is Bernie's national press secretary, if you see there, And she... Well, let's just check that I have this up on screen. I don't. Oops. Oh, I do. It's there. Okay. So, yes, she, in 2016, wrote, Donald Trump is right. The Dems pushed the Russia did the hacking angle because it was politically advantageous for them. So that's a very Kremlin-y supportive line. And the thing is, Bernie's campaign knew that the Kremlin was interfering because, Bernie's campaign staffers were reporting to Bernie that uh, there were pro there were Kremlin accounts that originated in Moscow or at least Moscow accounts that were pushing Bernie Sanders uh, and We listened to on one of my broadcasts a a clip of Bernie Sanders being interviewed in which he said we knew what we knew when we knew it, uh, and he was being very defensive about at what point he was made aware that Russia was helping his campaign and that he neglected to tell his supporters this, which would have helped them support Hillary Clinton if they understood that she wasn't making it up about Russia going in to bat for Donald Trump and to damage her um, her campaign. It would have been very helpful if Bernie had acted like someone who lost the primary instead of acting like someone whom the primary was stolen from and he used the opportunity to go around the country effectively campaigning in 2016 for himself in 2020 by building up his audience's cult attachment, using inclusive pronouns to them such as we, even when it wasn't we anymore, it was Hillary. And he was supposed to be advocating for, um, for them to vote for Hillary. And instead, he, his language choices were all about, we will get this done, i.e. you guys, the voters and me at a later date when you've noticed that Trump is really terrible. And I'm sure that's what he's hoping for now. People have noticed that Trump is really terrible, and he wants to translate that into support for himself. And he's still the Democratic front runner, but his support has fallen in places like New Hampshire and Iowa. So even though he won, yes, the rest of the vote was split. People, the other candidates don't have a significant amount of name recognition or historical support in the way that Sanders does. Yes, and and there's Brianna again, and she's saying um, that, yes, people asking for Bernie's medical records because he had a heart attack recently, that that's the same as birtherism, birtherism which was a movement to try to discredit President Obama um, as if he wasn't a real American citizen, uh, which didn't have any rational grounds to it, which is why it's called birtherism, pretending that Obama didn't have a birth certificate motivated covertly by strong racism. Oh, I've forgotten to drink. Yes, Russian accounts also supported Jill Stein because it's very useful to Russia in two thousand sixteen and still in twenty twenty to promote division, to um, promote narratives that say the Democratic Party's out to get Bernie so so Vote against the establishment. Bernie lost. Punish the DNC. Punish Hillary. Don't vote, for, don't vote for Hillary. Vote for Jill Stein. So it makes a significant amount of sense that they voted for Jill Stein. It's not about wanting to get Bernie in power or Jill Stein in power. It's about wanting to elect Donald Trump and give the Kremlin mafia-style government uh, leverage over their candidate, who would then assume the mantle of the most powerful man in the world and would act on suggestions from Vladimir Putin to perpetuate the con, to pretend that Julian Assange didn't hack the DNC. And that's the argument that Donald Trump today, we learn, offered Julian Assange a pardon for. So yes, of course, Bernie's defensive. It means that releasing his medical records would be more damaging to his campaign than the negative attention he's attracting for not releasing his medical records. um oh. Ivanka Putina says it's weak of Brian to to mute him it's not we get little clusters of trolls sometimes so it's um it's just clearing out the riffraff and the debris that we we don't entertain racists here uh there's other places where racists can express their point of view. If you know anything about the First Amendment, you know it protects you from government stifling your right to talk and I'm certainly not the government and my um, fellow administrators of this account are not the government. If we block you for being racist or mute you for being racist, then we are just um, exercising our citizenship privilege to sweep, sweep the floor of this particular... Um, Forum for debate yes sometimes we may be over vigilant in muting trolls but at the same time it's such a valuable service to not have to engage with or encounter uh troll troll voices and when i say trolls anybody who still supports trump at this point uh is a troll who is degrading democracy in the u.s I don't feel the need to argue with them because I'm not related to them. I don't encounter to them. There's no transactional value they can obtain from me. So they're just coming here to, to try to dominate the discussion, not to learn anything from me. They might sound rational. I've never accused the Kremlin of promoting arguments that don't resonate on some level with rational people. That's, that's why they're good at their job. Uh... And whether or not they're directly employed by the Kremlin or they're just people who've been influenced by the Kremlin to put all their emotional eggs in the basket of defending a criminal like Trump. So um, you can keep defending the trolls, Michael, but be aware, uh, we, <laughs> we don't tolerate trolls for long. Um, <laughs> so someone says, I'm a Russian agent trying to affect the US election. That's cute. What what good what I'll try and do Russian accent. What good? No, I can't. What good training I've had in in Russian spy school to try to affect an Australian accent. My my accent's a mess. (laughs) But anyway, thank you for for your accusations. I think we can probably mute you as well. Um, You know, you're free to listen if you like. My some of my arguments usually go, people. People's worldviews occur along a continuum. They either think the world needs more personal responsibility or they think the world needs more collective responsibility. So Republicans typically are saying, oh, people nowadays don't take enough responsibility. They should haul themselves up by their bootstraps and we should have no social services and, and less government because government has to administer social services. We should get rid of all of that it's often informed by a very strong uh, covert tendency towards being racist and to not want there to be any efforts to redress the injustices of the past. So justice is often a consideration that propels people on the left who say, ah, it's okay to acknowledge historical injustice and to see the echoing and impactful shadows of those injustices at work today and it's okay to do things to to remedy some of those injustices and have affirmative action, etc. <laughs> oh well, anybody who um, accuses me of being or senses that I'm an agent for neoliberalism and the elitist status quo. Is is another of those, um, shall we say, (laughs) Kremlin-inspired, communist-sympathetic, uber-socialism shills who don't who who cheerfully sacrifice everything because they're not in the blast zone. Of, of a despot. So they don't mind saying, no, but I'm just working for an ideal society. So if we lose to Trump, and we have four more years of Trump, well, then we'll just push even harder when the, when the eight years come to an end. Okay, that's, that's not okay, what you're doing. Um, no, 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 I also said you could be a Kremlin-influenced agent, as in those are arguments that support division um, you know, you could be a full blooded American still making those arguments. Bernie has a lot of people who contributed $7. Great emotional tactic because if you only have $7 and you contribute it, you still put your irons in the fire of that cause. And Bernie definitely would have an appeal to many because he has some of the answers that America needs that healthcare is more efficient when it's universalized in a, a highly industrialized nation it's not okay to have corporations that are not bound by law, that have such little fines imposed on them for breaking the law that it's effectively just a cost of doing business. These are all extremely valid points of view and more and more Americans have come to realise that, which is one reason why Bernie has support in the first place. He is easy to view as a champion of genuinely oppressed people he, doesn't, he hasn't always had a great deal of support from people of colour because he often discounts the experience of people of colour and acts as if the white working class uh, is the group that he needs to aim for and the worldview that he needs to adopt. Ivanka Putina, super good um, <laughs> super good troll name uh, what do you think you mean by neoliberalism do you mean capitalism because a lot of people rely on capitalism for their income that feeds their families not everybody is an entrepreneur and one of the most significant predictors of entrepreneurship is having a wealthy family so when you have wealthy backers who cushion your fall uh, and help you get capital for initial investments, that makes you more likely to start a business. Or it's one factor. Um, If you've immigrated to the US as a child, that's also a factor, or at least um, that makes you, statistically speaking, more likely to to feature in a list of businesses that have been started and continued without, um, and and, and employ more people. Certainly, statistically more likely than a native-born American if you want to look up statistics about that you can just google harvard business review uh immigrants entrepreneurship or immigrants businesses you'll see all the research and the data to to support that stance um oh look i've still got bernie's person up on screen we'll take that away well neo doesn't directly mean fake neo means new but um (laughs) it's cool thank you for volunteering your own personal definition of it so you think i'm a fake liberalism because i support liberal ideas like democracy and broadening democratic participation uh, and people having input into the legislation that governs us as long as republicans agree with it ah so so you also don't understand that america is at its best when functioning as a democracy, has this different branches of government, Congress, as well as the executive branch, the presidency and the judicial branch, and that a degree of cooperation and painful, arduous negotiation occurs before laws are passed by Congress. Um, See, it's nice that you want a revolution whereby you would trample over the Republicans. And look, I'm in perfect agreement with you that Republicans have abandoned essentially the idea of the common good. Uh, because, oh, thanks, Brian, thanks for coming back. (laughs) Uh, Yes, the common good, Republicans have abandoned it because they are so enthralled to various donors. That doesn't mean I'm prepared to um, say that you can build a consensus amongst voters around the idea of throwing away the status quo. So when you accuse me of being a shill for the status quo, you are like those darling idealists prior to the French Revolution, who wanted to get rid of everything and start again in a new, more idealised fashion. Um, so I don't know if you know much about the French Revolution, but when you start throwing everything out, it's easy to get caught up in that as a repeating pattern of throwing everything out and executing some people and then executing the next lot. Uh, Piecemeal social engineering is actually far more successful for changing societies in ways for good without having decades of bloody overthrow repeated by more bloody overthrow. So I've been instructed to not be so condescending. You're right. So I'm identifying a revolutionary um, zealotry in you that you haven't identified in yourself, and that's okay. But don't expect me to engage that much with you because uh, the American public certainly doesn't support it. Uh, The electoral college system is what's needed to obtain a federal election victory, and you don't got it. You think you could talk to me without... um, (laughs) <laughs> Without having a Russian accent yourself, I do talk to people sometimes. You're at least, you're at least reasonably intelligent, just as intelligent as me, possibly. Um, but this particular computer would not take call-ins. I'm using Periscope, but I'm broadcasting to Periscope from a website. Um, but hey, you can call in tomorrow. If tomorrow I'll use a different device and I'll just go straight to Periscope and not use this website all right so um your blues 10 is saying it feels like he dismantled the three branches and is destroying the country yes but that that fact doesn't resonate with people whose immediate lives have not been affected and People who have encountered financial misfortune are being told that the economy is wonderful so that they are maybe encouraged to believe that their circumstances are an aberration and not part of the greater picture of economic success under Trump. Uh, people's inability to understand that the economy prospered and the current trajectory of the, of the economy was initiated under Barack Obama's um, Keynesian-style uh, recovery effort and recovery program initiated the upward momentum that America is currently on and that Trump has done a lot to interfere with through virtue of instigating an unnecessary trade war uh, because of the constraints of fascist populism when you have to tell people these are all our enemies, I'm the only one who can defeat them, all of our trading partners they're our enemies, we must put tariffs on them. all of the immigrants, there are enemies, we must build a wall. The left, my political opponents, they're all our enemies, they're trying to destroy the country. So yes, Obama started this run and white America's resistance to that fact that a black president uh, kick started the economic recovery for America is a significant factor in Their vulnerability to the charms of a white snake oil salesman whose implicit promise to white America is to preserve the white ethnographic dominance of white people, particularly white Christians as well. Demographic sociocultural dominance, how about I say that? Trump's implicit promise to white Christian America is that he will preserve the socio-cultural dominance of white christian america so when you see his spiritual advisor paula white saying send me donations uh, and saying we will we will consecrate the white house with the superior blood of jesus christ when paula white says that she is feeding into she's validating people's worldview that if they're christian and they're white They are blessed with the superior blood of Jesus Christ. It's a weird point of view, but it's out there. There's a strong vein of um, Puritan historical roots amongst Americans that in some cases has morphed, evolved or mutated, as it were, into hardcore, nonsensical, evangelical Christianity that believes in miracles and demons and giving your money to, to con artists, con men and con women. Oh, that's so nice Zeke says that only someone overseas has the guts to say what I just said yes so Jesus was not white he was would have been a swarthy dark-skinned Semitic Jew but the um cult followers of modern evangelical Christianity particularly what branch are they called the Dominionist I'm trying to think of the descriptive terms uh those people are very susceptible to the false belief that Jesus was white and that their, that their personal superiority and their group superiority rests upon being blessed by Jesus's superior white blood. So Cal Poly 85, when you say, don't tell me this is your average Australian, what do you mean? Is that an accusation that I am more of a neoliberal shill than your average Australian or that I am more acquainted with... Um, <laughs> with American politics, what's, what's your response to that? Um, so yes, if I've divided Americans' worldviews into being people who think we need to have more personal responsibility, then some people will vote for Pete Buttigieg and say he talks about personal responsibility and service and that is the answer to what ails us, we've moved too far left on that continuum The reason why they have that fear is because all of that talk about um, Occupy Wall Street has made them think perhaps that the world is in danger. And of course, Fox News would have run a lot of footage of Wall Street protesters, Occupy Wall Street protesters saying that they're dirty and they want to overthrow the status quo. Because why not focus on the extremes of any given argument for a straw man when you want to retain power? (laughs) Do you think I've been to many places in America? I have not. (laughs) So I'm guessing Cal Poly 85 (laughs) had a critical comment. Uh, No, but I hear South Bend, Indiana is one of the reasons why Pete Buttigieg is not the answer. No matter how many people think, yes, a Christian white man who served in the military and whose rhetoric espouses a love of service, giving back um strengthening communities with participation uh, mitigating all of the social ills that arise as a consequence of social media and technology advances that allow us to detach from people in real life and plunge ourselves emotionally and intellectually in internet groups uh so that's Pete, but South Bend, Indiana is where Pete fired a black, the first black police chief for um, releasing tapes of white police officers possibly being racist. The tapes haven't been released to the public, etc. So is Michael. Um <laughs> is michael australian you must be and vince vega 2020 has just accused me of being transgender which is just a way to try and disrupt the conversation so we won't pay too much attention to that guy he he's probably getting muted pretty quickly uh, someone asked how are people deciding who to vote for sometimes i get impatient with american voters and i think why are you college educated folk that I know on Twitter just saying to yourself, Elizabeth Warren is the best candidate, She's, her policies are great and her warmth is great, so I'll pick that person, and not looking around you at what other people are doing and what voters in electoral college states are capable of doing. Why don't you notice that those people list being old being a communist and being a woman as a disadvantage in terms of being a candidate who they believe will have the strength to defend them. There is too strong a vein of residual sexism that permeates America in rural areas and battleground states contain still a significant amount of rural areas. Therefore, it'd be great to shoehorn in a female candidate to be president via being the vice president. So the Biden-Harris combination has strength to it, or at least did, until um, the fact that some predominantly white states got to go first in the caucuses and helped diminish people's understanding of um, Bernie's strength with white people but Biden's strength with people of colour who are a very reliable uh, demographic voting bloc. And a democratic presidential candidate has to succeed with Democrats as well as attracting enough um, non-politically affiliated voters to to not be to not run away screaming from from a candidate that repels them, but to at least vote for them, or at least not vote for their opponent because out of fear of a of a communist candidate. So it's not even that Bernie doesn't turn out the vote; he turns out the young vote to a certain extent. But look, the Iowa caucuses were on par with 2016. Bernie was saying we'll be in trouble if the Iowa caucuses don't show a high turnout because he thought they would be. He thought the young people would really just overturn expectations and turnout en masse and they did not to the extent that he wanted. So he barely won Iowa or didn't. His support in Iowa dropped by at least a third since the 2016 primaries. Bernie is not a candidate that will bring you victory in the Congress. There will be no House candidates riding to success on his coattails. People whom Bernie endorsed in the 2018 midterm elections lost spectacularly, and this is definitely not discussed enough. So... uh, Maybe that's enough chatting from me for today. Thanks everybody for listening and I hope you've enjoyed the Dem debates. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Do feel free to comment uh, knowing that if you comment something that I think is promoting uh, troll arguments that, that I will ask my administrators to block you uh, so that we don't derail the conversation. That's always a proviso. But I will um, be happy to chat online with someone if they call in tomorrow. Their name is Ivanka Putina. But I also reserve the right to terminate the conversation if I think uh, it's being used to promote uh, falsehoods. So if I think you're lying too much, I wouldn't just challenge you. I would say I don't allow this particular Um, platform of my broadcast to be used to promote propaganda to a broader audience. Thanks, Zeke, for listening. Thanks, Norma Jean. I do love you too, Brian, and I'm indebted to you for your help. Um, Take care, everybody, and have a good night. Talk to you again soon. I'll try and... What time did we decide? Brian told me what time. Was it... (sighs) Can you... can I run an informal survey right now again of what time is most convenient for people to listen to an evening broadcast? Is it at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time or 9.30 Eastern Standard Time? Um, So tell me the time you think would be good and also the general, what what timeline you're operating on. So Zeke, for you, 8.30, and what time would that be? Is that Eastern Standard Time or is that if you even tell me what how you refer to it, I'll look it up and check. Okay, for Paul, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Brian likes t- that Eastern Standard Time. I'm writing this all down, you guys. I'll take that into consideration. Sometimes I do have time to do multiple broadcasts, um, which I'm happy to do. Keep them short and have them at different times. What I could do is do one broadcast on Periscope at one time and then one, uh, it's nice to have another platform to broadcast from and I'm going to make this not too long just to talk a little bit about um, why I can understand that people might gravitate towards Bernie Sanders to support him but why I would urge them not to do that just for various reasons but a significant one is that all of the people Bernie endorsed, uh, lost in the midterms, or a considerable number of those candidates. They were called Justice Democrats, and if you look them up, you can see that they lost in all but the bluest of areas. And even some bluey, purpley states um, lost a Democratic congressional candidates race uh, because communism or association with communism has little appeal. Yes, America needs democratic socialism, some collectivised funds used to pay for airports and schools and infrastructure and roads, all of the things that keep America functional and have contributed to America's greatness as a modern nation. But uh, people are also naturally afraid of uh, overturning the system of capitalism in favour of something proposed by an idealistic um, messianic figure. Hi. Hi, Brian. Thanks for joining in. And people are uneasy about that. That's exploited by Republican candidates. That's got a pre-established narrative that's easy to tap into. People are primed to have their fear buttons pressed again and again, not just by saying the word socialism, but by having an avowed socialist candidate like Sanders, who has expressed sympathy for communist Russia has expressed admiration for communist Russia. Uh, yes, Bernie Bernie would struggle to win, and that's why Trump tried to um, kick the feet out from under Biden. Uh, sadly, some people are looking pretty gullible for that at the moment because you shouldn't let him damage your candidate. His son Hunter had a law degree and was employed by um, a gas company in Ukraine, Joe Biden completely did the right thing in pressuring Ukraine to get rid of a uh, corrupt prosecutor who was failing to investigate the company that Biden was eventually employed by. Um, He was supported by institutions around the world, including the International Monetary Fund, because it was hard for Ukraine to attract international investment. When... um, When it was still associated with corruption and when there was effectively an attorney general, because the prosecutor general in Ukraine is like the attorney general, like Bill Barr. So ultimately, we should also note that the stock exchange did well under Hitler for a time being. It really did great guns. Uh, but that they were cost to the German people, that the cost of corruption, even after you've charmed people with your enthusiasm and your positivity. America's the greatest place and I'm going to solve all your problems. So anything that's not great about it, I'm going to fix. And I'm the answer to all the problems and there's all of these problems, but also all of this greatness. And don't sell yourself short as white Americans. I will make sure that you always stay Stay great, i.e. don't worry about the changing demographics of America. I, Trump, am here to um, oppose legal migration whilst just talking noisily about illegal migration so that you can um, feel that you're supporting America and you're just proposing that the law be upheld. And you'll overlook the illegal ways in which I... um, target children and target families so that I just outrage the left knowing that my supporters are incapable of processing uh, information, real information, about the degree of my depraved actions. I'm sure Germans were very good at ignoring the excesses of Hitler's actions as well. Uh, So it's a bit unfortunate. It's a bit unfortunate to watch that unfold. Uh, America... Still has thousands upon thousands of migrant children in detention center camps that are effectively concentration camps. Many of those camps were purposely built on American military bases so that they could further avoid scrutiny, so that they couldn't have lawyers visit or doctors or first aid or the Red Cross, etc. So, yes, we are going to hope that Americans pull together around a candidate that has Electoral College appeal. We're not going to succumb to Electoral College amnesia. We're not going to succumb to amnesia about the fate of the Justice Democrat candidates in the midterm elections. The people who Bernie endorsed lost. And Bernie would cost, a Bernie candidacy would cost uh, the Democratic Party uh, their majority in the House, and Bernie would cost the Democratic Party their opportunity to have a majority in the Senate. Look at all the bills the House passed that come to nothing because Mitch McConnell doesn't even allow for them to be brought to a vote on the floor. Because he's avoiding uh, damaging, electorally damaging footage of his Republican senators uh, having to say why they won't vote for a bill that would increase the public good. So that's why mitch mcconnell defeats bills he claims that it's because democrats don't write bills that have bipartisan appeal but they do which is why he can't bear for them to be debated because it would be so electorally damaging for his voters for the republican voters to see exactly what bills mitch mcconnell is blocking to see exactly what bills republicans would have to defend their um their obstruction of Bills for safety, popular bills that would increase national background security measures to make less children afraid of being killed by somebody wielding a gun, wielding an overly powerful killing tool that they shouldn't have had access to in a more rational society that was less corrupted by donation money from the National Rifle Association. So... I hope that's been a short but uh, interesting video for people. Thank you again for listening, Brian and Zeke. And take care, everybody. Talk to you again soon.